0: Do you need new clothes? If you're like me, then you certainly do. Anti-Forever USA is where you need to be to get clothes. They got everything from hats and beanies to t-shirts and long sleeves to hoodies and windbreakers. With more clothing coming soon. Strictly Hip Hop and Strictly Hoop Talk listeners get 10% off using promo code PLATY. That's capital P-L-A-T-T-E. Link is in the description of the podcast. Shop Anti-Forever USA today. Alright, hello everyone and welcome back to Strictly Hoop Talk. As always, I'm your host Chris Platy, and once again, this is a solo podcast, so I'm not going to be long, but long story short, I had a guest and due to some scheduling conflict last minute and some technical difficulties, we actually tried to record the podcast and it didn't work and we couldn't reschedule. So here's why you're getting the podcast a day late and that is the reason I have no guest today. But I'm still gonna give you guys a pod, and this one won't be long. Uh, just gonna talk about the all- star participants that were released last week. all the Saturday night participants have been have been released and confirmed, and uh, we got a lot of trade deadline news today. so we'll get into those two things and then we'll then we'll get out of here. So first off, the all- star participants for Saturday night have been unveiled. and before I get to that, Actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna give you the list first, and then I'll, and then I'll get to my reaction, so so you guys can see if you you have the same reaction. All right, so we'll start off with the skills challenge, the Taco Bell skills challenge. Uh, you if you if you don't know, last year they remodeled it to do big men versus guards. It actually was very entertaining. Surprisingly, a big man won uh, last year. Carl Anthony Towns won, and it was. It was just it was it was a new twist and I like it. The skills challenge has been reinvented and you know with with Bigs becoming as versatile as they are, it's gonna be it's gonna be real fun. And this is an amazing field. I'm very happy with this field. So the field goes as uh as constructed: Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, Gordon Hayward, Isaiah Thomas, John Wall, Devin Booker, Kristaps Porzingis, and Joel Embiid. So if you guys know. If you guys don't know how the skills challenge work, I'll get into that more on on next week. When next week I'll do predictions for everything All Star weekend related. But uh, basically, how the skills challenge goes is they they have a big man bracket and a guard bracket, and then the two winners face off, and that determines the winner. So that's how the that's how the Taco Bell skills challenge works. The three point dunk contests are very are very self explanatory, so I won't get into those too much. But um, I'll just give you the participants. The participants for the three-point shootout are Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, Kyle Lowry, Kemba Walker, Eric Gordon, Wesley Matthews, C.J. McCollum, and Nick Young. And so, my thoughts on this list, and here, here's where the disappointment comes in, because to me, this, this, uh, this event is my favorite event. It, it always has been, and it. And I think it always will be. I mean, last year the dunk contest was definitely amazing and better than the three-point contest. And when the dunk contest is at its best, three-point contest can't touch that. I get all that. But year to year, it's a safe bet that this is always the more entertaining of the two to watch. So I enjoy it. It's my favorite. Uh, I like that Clay Thompson's in it. Uh, there were reports that Steph Curry was thinking about it and then he ultimately decided not to. He, he thinks he needs to move away. He's given enough to the three-point contest. And while that's fair, I would have liked to have seen one more try because he did win in 2000, what I would believe, 15, and then Clay won in 2016. And so I would have liked to have seen one more to see if one of them could break the tie, um, you know, just to just to see. Just to see, you know, who is the bet the better shooter in terms of the three point contest, uh, you know. So just a little competitive thing like that that I wish I would have seen. And overall, I I do like I do like that Klay Thompson, Kyrie, Kyle Lowry, and Kemba are in it. I definitely think they deserve it. Nick Young deserves it. Wesley Matthews is a pretty good shooter. I don't know if I don't know if he's among the top and somebody I would pick to I would pick to put in this field, but Let's go back to the skills challenge, for example. I mean, you got Kristaps, Cousins, uh, Davis, Embiid, Isaiah Thomas, Gordon Hayward, John Wall, Devin Booker. I mean, those are all like star-studded players. That's a star-studded list. And to me, I think that the three. I wish that the three-point contest had more stars. I know that you know James Harden isn't necessary the best three-point shooter but he's a good enough three-point shooter I'd throw him in there I would throw James Harden in there um I would throw Isaiah Thomas in there if he wanted to do it um Dame of course I know Dame has his whole thing he refuses to participate unless he's an all-star I get that but I would have reached out to him Devin Booker I would have given a shot in the three-point contest uh CJ McCollum I like him in there because I think he is a rising star Eric Gordon um what about other guys like Bradley Beal? He could have been another great selection for this contest. So overall, I mean, you got Clay, you got Kyrie, you got Kyle Lyrie, you got Kemba, you got Eric Gordon. Uh, those are all phenomenal shooters. Of course, C.J. McCall, Nick Young does deserve to be in there. He's having an amazing year as well. But just would have liked to have seen more stars because I think there are enough great stars that can uh, that can shoot that can shoot the three ball. So. Uh, just would have liked to have seen more stars, but other than that, I, I assume it's going to be great. I'm anticipating greatness because, like I said, year in and year out, the three-point contest is a safe bet for which is going to be the best uh contest of the weekend, so stay tuned for that one. And last but not least, I'll talk the Verizon Slam Dunk Contest. Now, these participants are interesting. DeAndre Jordan and Eric Gordon headline it with two guys who are kind of, you know, just NBA players, uh, not even necessarily rotational players, uh, Glenn Robinson and Derrick Jones Jr. And so these guys, well, they're far from stars. Um, they, I've seen their highlight films. They look incredible, and I think they can give us some spectacular dunks. So I am excited. You know, I always... As you can see by my thoughts on the three-point contest, I always prefer to have stars. But honestly, if you have when it comes to when it comes to dunking, there are people that are just freaks of nature, and if they can if they can do things that wow me, then throw them in there. That's all. That's all I gotta say on that. And also, Zach Levine bowed out of the dunk contest, but. Which I was upset with him about because I felt as defending champion, I feel that a defending champion should almost always, unless injury prevails, which would have happened anyways because I think a week later he tore his ACL against the Pistons. And I wish him a speedy recovery, by the way. A great dude and just an amazing upside, an amazing athlete. But... As far as far as my beef with him went about the about not coming back to defend the title, I think players should always come back to defend the title. I I get his I get his reasoning. Again, it was like Steph. He feels he already gave enough to the contest and that he wants to. Especially in Zach Levine's case, he wants to prove that he is more than just you know this crazy dunker. He wants to. He's aiming for All Star now. He's not aiming for dunk contest. He's aiming for All Star now. So. You know, you gotta respect that, but at the same time I feel until you lose the crown, I think you should be in the contest unless injuries unless injuries prevail. So those are the Saturday night participants. And really quickly I will just go over the rest of the news. Now the celebrity game, the celebrity all-star game on Friday is always one of my favorite moments of All-Star Weekend too. Just very funny, very humorous, very family oriented event, if you will. Uh, so I like I like that one. That roster has not been announced yet. I expect that to be announced within the coming days, maybe even tonight, as I'm recording this on Wednesday, six o'clock. And then the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge. I went over this last week, but for those of you that missed it, I won't I won't really give my thoughts. I'll just go over the rosters real quick. So the U.S. team roster is Devin Booker, Malcolm Brogdon, Marquise Chris, Brandon Ingram, Frank Kamitsky, Chahil Okafor, D'Angelo Russell, Jonathan Simmons, Carl anthony Towns, and Myers-Letter. In the world team roster is Joel Embiid, Dante Axum, Buddy Healds, Nikola Jokic, Trey Lyles, Emmanuel Muday, Jamal Murray, Kristaps Przingis, Domanis Sabonis, and Dario Saric now this is going to be a great event that is that is a great roster list for both uh for both sides I'm very intrigued I'm very intrigued I'll save my predictions for next week's podcast like I said next week I'm gonna do an all-star weekend podcast and hopefully I can get my returning guest um so those of you that have been longtime fans you know who that is and I'm talking with them and I'm trying to get them on the podcast for for next week that would be huge and that would be that would just be continue and keep the tradition alive so we'll see we'll see what happens with that but next week I will give you my All-Star weekend part, uh my All-Star weekend predictions for everything All-Star weekend possible MVP um winners of each of each uh event you know um the celebrity All-Star game MVP um I'm talking I'm talking as well as uh, the rising uh the rising star challenge who wins who wins MVP everything All-Star weekend that can possibly be a prediction I will I will make a prediction on anything that's possible um so if you're into if you're into the Vegas odds for everything check those out and uh make make your bets accordingly after you listen to my podcast but let's move on from all-star we got some bigger stuff to talk about uh some trade deadline news is happening now no trades have happened other than other than a couple days ago Miles Plumey was traded to the Hornets which I like that move. I don't love it. Um, it was kind of a salary dump for Milwaukee. Milwaukee kind of gave up on him. Steve Clifford's done a great job with uh, with centers, taking below average centers and making them above average. So we'll see what he can do with an athletic with an athletic big. Um, he hasn't really had that in a while. Uh, Cody Zeller's you know sort of athletic, not really, but as far as a rim running big like Miles Plumlee, he hasn't really had that. They hoped that Roy Hibbert would be that guy but not necessarily he he hasn't necessarily worked out with them so we'll see we'll see what he does with Pumley. Unfortunately, I wish they would have kept their their mind open until the trade deadline and here's why because there are now reports that Vucevic, Okafor cut um, that yeah, sorry. So Vucevic, Nico Vucevic of the Magic and Jahil Okafor of the 76ers are available. Uh, pretty much, for that matter, anyone on the Magic is available. Ibaka and Biombo also have uh, also have rumors attached to them. Especially Ibaka has some strong rumors. Now he seems like the most likely trade candidate right now because the Magic are less confident in their ability to retain him as an upcoming free agent. Uh, but yeah, so I the reason I just mentioned Charlotte is because I thought that Vucevic or Okafor would be great. It would give them a scoring punch that they need down low. Um, it would give them something different, and Steve Clifford just has and does a great job of of maximizing defenseless bigs like Al like Al Jefferson. So you know, give them any type of post score. They they've they've missed that presence off the bench that can kind of be a stable to the second unit, and I think Jahil Okafor and Vucevic would be good gets for them. Who knows with okafor being as young as he is maybe uh maybe clifford can turn him into a defensive player i don't know but if if anyone can minimize his defensive efficiencies in the nba steve clifford is among the top people to do so so i was kind of disappointed that charlotte didn't make that move um they still could though because okafor is on a rookie scale contract so they still could make that move and philly does have loads of cap space so a potential deal is possible, but I don't think so. It's it's very non likely considering they just made the investment in Plumley. But we'll see how that plays out. Um, of course, Melo's on the block still. Cousins, there's been reports now that he won't be traded, and there's also been uh, Brook Lopez rumors. So a lot of big men on the move. Not really much as far as the guards go, as far as as far as rumors are as of right now. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about these players. So starting with Ibaka, reports came out earlier Wednesday that Ibaka was, um, or sorry, not Ibaka, but the Rockets were somewhat interested in Ibaka. Now with Ibaka's salary, the Rockets would have to finagle some parts, and it would be very, it would be very difficult for them to to make a trade. But um, I I think that I think that the Rockets, if they could get if If they could get Ibaka, that would be huge. That would be a huge get for them because Ibaka is just, he can play the five and he can shoot the three. And on top of that, he's just an overall, he's just an overall force defensively and can protect the rim a little better than Capella. And so if you have 48 minutes of Ibaka slash Capella, then, you know, as as Houston defensively, you're going to be all right. And, you know, if as long as you're all right on defense as Houston, uh, if you're Houston, that's all you need because the offense is so powerful. So I'm going to try and pull up the trade machine, um, just play around with some numbers and see what the Rockets can offer. But in the meantime, while that's loading, uh, let me talk about um, the other two centers that are available on the Magic. Now, we knew this was coming from the moment they signed all these ridiculous centers. Uh, we knew that some of them... At least one of them, if not two of them, maybe even three of them, we're going to get moved by the deadline. So Vucevic and Biombo are on the block. Biombo's a fresh contract, a fresh four-year, I believe, $64 million contract. He's, He's a great rib protector and just a great energy big, but for that price to be a backup, I'm not... You could do worse at that price, but you definitely could also manage your money better. And so I don't know how many people are going to be dying for him or pushing for him or just jumping at the bits to get him. Uh, Vucevic, Vucevic is interesting. Boston has reportedly put together a package, which does not it surprised me and it doesn't because Boston sucks at defensive rebounding. So Vucevic wouldn't really fix that problem. But at the same time, uh, Vucevic would give them another offensive punch, and just something they they need something off of Isaiah. They need more offensive punch beyond Isaiah Thomas. Al Horford can score, but he's been mitigated to almost pretty much just a a pick and roll, pick and pop option for Isaiah, and not really getting many post touches. I think they more so need a wing than they need a than they need a center, but. Um, it's been reported that they're interested in Vucevic so if they can give Vucevic for cheap then that's fine. And also the Pelicans have been interested in Vucevic. That makes sense because Anthony Davis can play defense. Uh, he could kind of cover some of Vucevic's flaws and the Pelicans desperately need offense. They desperately need it. They're trying to make the playoffs and when 99.999% of your offense comes from one player especially a big man you know you need help and Vucevic can give you some points he can give you 16 to 18 on a, on a good season on a good night and that would that would be huge for that would be a huge get for the Pelicans honestly if they could if they could find Vucevic um i don't but it's interesting because a lot of people i think i personally think that Anthony Davis' best is a 5 Uh, Just the way he's built and the way the game is going that him as a five is is the ultimate goal so if you trade for Vucevic you're kind of signaling that you want Anthony Davis to remain a four and You know, so it's very interesting. It depends on where what the Pelicans consider Davis Do they consider him a five? Do they consider him a four and right now? It seems like they consider him a four because not only are they linked to Vucevic, but they've also been linked to Okafor and Lopez now, the report on Okafor is that Philly is pushing for a first-round pick from the Pelicans, and the Pelicans are unwilling to give that pick. Uh, as far as Lopez goes, I last I heard, the asking price was about two first-round picks, and for a guy with a foot surgery who's 7 foot, who's had multiple foot injuries, I don't... He's been great. He's been healthy, too, but I just... i'm i'm staying away from lopez i think he's a good numbers on a bad team guy i think he can don't get me wrong i think you know if he's the fourth or fifth best player on a team then that team can win the championship for sure but as far as you know having him as like your number two guy next to anthony davis i don't i don't see i i'd rather i'd rather build through the draft and just try and strike on another pick the way you did anthony davis granted davis was the number one pick so you had you had really no choice and you had the the pick of the litter as far as, as far as draft prospects go. But I like I like that I like that the Pelicans are not pushing for a deal right now. But they're definitely someone that's been active, so I expect to keep a strong eye on them. Now, as far as Lopez goes, I don't know if the Thunder have still contacted And talked about a Cantor swap. I don't think so because Cantor's out with their injury right now. But Lopez has kind of always been linked to OKC. Even going back to last year and two years ago when OKC was trying to get him each year to try and make a solidify a push for the championship. And it just didn't happen. So I don't know if they're interested in taking on his salary now. But we'll we'll see see on that. Melo is the interesting one. The latest reports is that the Cavs are considering Melo, and they want to give Melo They want to get Melo without giving up Tristan. Or sorry, without giving up Kevin Love, but that would involve giving up Tristan Thompson or um, Tristan Thompson, Iman Shumpert, Channy Fry. Some of those key pieces to Cle- uh, or for Cleveland, rather, and giving them up to New York and. I'm sorry, but I, I love Carmelo Anthony as much as as much as, uh, the Melo lovers out there. I can't say as much as the next guy because Melo seems to get a lot of hate. Um, Melo's handled his role in New York adequately. I'm, I'm fine. Melo is who he is. We don't need to get into that. But Melo on the Cavs, well, yes, that gives you another star, and that gives you an outside shot at beating Golden State. Does it really make you that much better? Tristan Thompson was so valuable I can't it sounds crazy to say this but Tristan Thompson and Channing Frye and Iman Shumpert those three players might be more uh, might have more value specifically against the Warriors than Carmel Anthony and here's why yes Mel is a big strong wing who when he locks in on defense he can defend anybody um uh, not not to like elite stopper lockdown status, but he can definitely he can definitely play defense and he can definitely hold his own, and he can definitely do okay on switches. But Eman is a dog on defense. Tristan Thompson is a great five. When, when they ran those 1-5 pick and rolls and they switched them on to Steph, Tristan Thompson did a phenomenal job, not just last Finals, but the Finals before, he also did a great job on Steph, so he's shown and proved that he is one of the best perimeter defending fives in the NBA, and that is such a skill, such a very important skill you need, especially when you're facing Golden State, because they love to create those mismatches, and he he's a smart defender. He's a rebounder. He's he's just an excellent rebounder. Not not to mention trading for Embolo, you lose your biggest rebounder in Tristan Thompson. Now Kevin Love can and LeBron can definitely step up a little on on the glass, but Tristan Thompson just he gets you so many second chance points. He's so valuable on those switches. So so valuable. Eman Shumpert, well he is a liability on offense. He. What he can give you, he can give you some solid minutes where he just clamps down on somebody defensively, and even if he does that for eight to 15 minutes, that's huge. That's a, that's a big deal, and that can be the difference in a game. So, I say hold off on him. And Channing Fry, the reasons he's valuable is he is a stretch five. He's not a rim protector by any means, but he's a solid big body. Uh, he's a good low post defender. He can run pick and pops extremely well on offense, and as far as defense goes, he's okay on switches. He's not the greatest, but he's okay on switches, and he's good enough for a center where he's not going to get beat every time like like some centers are in this league. Some centers are just completely helpless on the switch onto a guard, not Channing Frye. He's pretty solid, so I recommend you just won a championship with this squad. I get that you're getting Melo, LeBron's friend, and Melo's a guy who can still get 25, 30 on any given night. I get that. But I just think that I just think that when you're specifically building to beat Golden State, I would rather have those three players than Melo. And that's just me personally. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe the Cavs are just trying to compete with Golden State offensively, which I think is a mistake. I think that plays right into Golden State's hands if you try and compete with them offensively. I mean, they're they're historic. They're all-time great. They're probably the best offense we've ever seen, ever witnessed in our lives and in the history of basketball even. And I don't think that it's smart to try and outpace that kind of team with that level of talent offensively I would rather focus on defense and try and create some type of edge there, try and slow them down, rather than sacrificing your defense to try and outbeat the best offensive team in NBA history. So those are my thoughts. Let me know what you guys think. And of course, there's going to be more trade deadline news coming. Uh, like I said, next week will be a podcast on All Star Weekend predictions for every, any and everything you can think of. So stay tuned for that, and hopefully I'll have a guest for that one. Hopefully it'll be my returning guest. Those of you that have been longtime fans, you know who that is, and I know you I know you want that too, so let them know on Twitter. And for those of you that don't know where to find me, you can find me on Twitter, at crispy 1132 that's C-H-R-I-S-P-Y-1132. And on there you can find a link to my Podbean and my iTunes, two platforms to listen to my podcast, both Strictly Hip Hop and Strictly Hoop Talk. Again, I apologize for the one-day wait on the podcast, but um, some recording issues fell through with a guest, and we were unable to reschedule, so I had to make this a solo pod myself. And I wanted to give you guys a podcast without... And I didn't want to leave you high and dry, so I gave you a podcast. And again, I got another podcast coming tomorrow, and for Hip Hop Heads... This is gonna be a big one. This is gonna be a real big one. Not only is it a great discussion topic, it's not an album review, it's a discussion topic. And I'm recording it a little later tonight, and it is by far the biggest guest I've ever had on a podcast ever. So you're gonna to want to stay tuned for that. It's gonna be huge. As far as my NBA heads go, you know I got that podcast coming for you next weekend, All Star Weekend 2017 predictions. Hopefully, I'll get my guest on. Uh, I can't promise that the podcast is going to be on Tuesday because I'm going to try and build around the schedule of my guest. So hopefully, I'll be able to give you guys that guest, and it will be a great podcast. It's always one of my best podcasts of the year as far as NBA goes. Always one of the most entertaining. So again, stay tuned for that. And that's all the news I have for you today. This is Chris Platy, Strictly Hoop Talk. Thank you all for listening. <laughs>